cost-effective, minimally invasive treatment for snoring, sleep apnea. Welcome. You're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio, a weekly look at all the buzz surrounding the Internet of Things, drones, autonomous vehicles, and all the technology in between. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, and while I am an attorney, the Buzz Off Show is not legal advice. Instead, it's the musings and ramblings of a redheaded lawyer and her guests. And welcome back after another brief hiatus. I transitioned from private practice to doing the people's good. And it, but again, I speak not for any employer, just for me and not even for my guests sometimes. But a lot has been going on in between the last buzz off show from IOT toys, connected toys that are recording children and everything else around them to drones buzzing around autonomous vehicle testing there's been it's been busy in the technology world so we're going to start today's show with a new segment called bust or must what what is the hype what are the news stories the movies tv shows that are must watch must acquire must have they live up to the hype or as opposed to those items gadgets gizmos that are a complete bust either they work as advertised but that's the problem or they don't uh, live up to the hype. So those are the busts. And after we've discussed some of the headlines and items like that, the bust or must list, we're going to welcome returning guest David Maynard, a security researcher and threat analyst, and talk about some of these items that have hit the bust or must list, the newsworthy. And in particular, the those items that are listening all the time, the IoT devices disguised, the Bluetooth headsets disguised as children's toys. And from there, if we have time, we're going to go into some of the latest buzz on drones, between drones buzzing around public events to other hype from drone detection and talk about where where we're shifting where we need to go but we'll get into all of that with david once we first talked about the bust or must because if you've been watching if you watch the super bowl to the nba at slam dunk contest this year one thing you couldn't miss was well the halftime shows and with the slam dunk i mean every athlete is competing to find the craziest most amazing way to get the basket the ball in the basket and there was a common theme drones and more importantly intel 
Intel had worked with the drone swarm that stole the halftime show, essentially in my book, from Lady Gaga. When you have the drone swarm lighting up the sky above the stadium in synchronized effect, it was pretty cool. And the fact that they were able to get such a large swarm successfully that even Disney's getting in on the act and incorporating drone swarms into their light show. Intel knocked it out of the ballpark. And while with the NBA halftime show, it or the NBA slam dunk contest, it took a couple of tries to get the ball in the basket, but the Intel-powered drone got an assist on that one. So, Intel, you're you're a must, a must watch because that is some pretty cool stuff coming out of your labs. But on a another must item, Formula One is kicking off the 2017 season. They've debuted all the car designs and. One thing I was surprised about with both Formula One, NASCAR, all the others is they have incorporated and embraced 3D printing on repairing parts in a, in a pinch and the data analytics. I mean, those cars is Formula One has been described, especially in the 2017 upcoming season that will be kicking off later in March that the data analytics, it really isn't the drivers themselves that are going to be the focus, but how quickly the teams can, the engineers can analyze what's going on with the cars. So a must-watch will be Formula One as they kick off the season in their amazingly cool tech cars. But with every, with every, uh, must there is also a bust and gopro and their attempts at entering the drone market so far are big giant bust from trying to be unique with the designs with the camera that they added instead of doing the typical center underneath uh, frame camera location, they said, oh, we're going to move it to the front of the aircraft, which caused stability problems from the vibrations. And when you have catastrophic power failures because of the camera location causing the battery to knock loose, and when you have no battery, GoPro becomes a no-go, and the aircraft fall completely out of the sky, prompted an, a recall during the election. So while everyone was distracted with presidential voting, GoPro recalled all of their aircraft in October and November of 2016. Well, they relaunched. They said, we fixed it. We're relaunching. And then you hear the story of the GoPro Karma crashing through a 26th floor window 
apartment window in New York City. So first of all, shouldn't have been flying there. But more importantly, what caused the aircraft to crash, not only fall out of the sky, but crash with such velocity that it went through the exterior window on the 26th floor to land as the New York newspapers breathlessly reported mere feet from the uh, woman who was sitting at her desk working away. So it'll be interesting to see the FAA is already conducting an investigation among other, other law enforcement agencies. So that will be another one to watch. But until then, GoPro Karma, you're still, well, a bust. And not only that, but another bust are all these connected toys between home devices, Vizio TVs, admitting, oh, we may have been listening more than we let on. We may not have given the owners an opportunity to turn off the constant listening. Because, you know, we need to know what, we need to improve our software and our AI, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff going on in front of the TVs and homes that probably should not be recorded. But more so, the bigger bust are the IoT toys, from the Furbies to uh, Kayla dolls to teddy bears. In fact, in the instance of the Kayla dolls, uh, Kayla was very interested in what your children were doing, so much so that she would ask leading questions of, uh, if you if the child asked, can I tell you a secret? Kayla would, sure, but let's talk quietly, and don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Well, as your child bared their secrets to Kayla, she had no protocols for protecting the data that was being collected, and was transmitting it, in some cases, without the parents' knowledge. So parents had no idea what information was being collected from their child, from their household. And it raised not only eyebrows of the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, looking into it after receiving complaints, but Germany went so far as to outright ban the Kayla dolls and suggest that their the owners destroy them immediately. So I'd say that earns you a bust. And with that, uh, before we go to our first commercial break, quick welcome to David Mayer. Because David, would you have a Kayla doll in your house? Well, no, no, I would not. First of all, let me say thank you for having me, Liz. Uh, I would not have a Kayla doll. I am not a fan of IoT devices or uh, toys like that. Uh, Kayla, the Furby, the Barbie. Uh, for obvious reasons, you know they're hard to secure. You don't know what's going on. It's a it's a somewhat uh, tumultuous path. I believe that there's you know smart people working on the problem right now to make these safer, but I don't see that happening. So you did not have to get your money back after Germany said you need to destroy the Kayla. That was not something that was on your Christmas wish list. Well, not being German, uh, it didn't really affect me much. But 
No. No, I uh, I have enough gadgets as it is that, that have microphones built in, everything from my TV, my watch, my phone. Like, I, I, I don't feel like I need anything additional that's listening at this point. And rumor has it, you've recently acquired a Lego Batman... Uh, well, first of all, you enjoyed the movie. The movie Lego Batman makes it to the must list. But rumor has it that you've recently acquired some Lego Batman gadgets. Are those, is Batman, I mean, he's always listening. He's always ready for the bat signal. But is Lego Batman on the list of items to be wary of? I would like to, first of all, confirm I have seen the Lego Batman movie. I liked it a lot. I also have purchased a Lego Batman alarm clock. As far as I can tell, there is no microphone. So right now, Lego is doing pretty good. So Batman is not going to rat you out if you hit snooze one too many times or uh, won't know that if you miss your alarm, don't bother sending the bat signal. Well, fascinating. It. Uh, what would the Joker have to say about that? I'm guessing he would laugh. Well, there you go. And as we move into our first commercial break, we will pick up afterwards talking about what to keep an eye on for security in some of these devices. You're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Understanding health insurance is becoming more challenging. If you currently have insurance, you've probably noticed that it costs more to see your doctor. And if you're able to keep your doctor, it takes longer to get an appointment. The bad news is this trend is projected to continue. Your costs will likely continue to rise, while your health care choice and access will continue to fall. The good news is Peachtree ENT Center has the answer to this problem. We believe in taking care of the whole patient because healing is more than writing a prescription. We are committed to working with you, and we specialize in providing affordable care for patients without insurance, those who are underinsured, and those with high deductibles or catastrophic coverage, and we offer same-day appointments. You no longer have to choose between staying healthy and paying bills because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. So welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz and chatting today with David Maynard. And David is a threat intelligence security researcher. And we have established that he will not be able to send a bat signal from his Batman, Lego Batman alarm clock. But part of the news stories of late have been with teddy bears and dolls that in the case of the teddy bears, the parents, traveling parents, can record a message and on their iPhone and it would play from their child's teddy bear. 
So, in a sense, their teddy bears are sending the bat signal, but, or I guess in that case, that would be the bear signal, but their bear signal can get intercepted and raises a lot of security concerns from the parents as well as when else is the bear listening. And David, what are your thoughts on some of the issues raised by these toys? I mean, because we're talking about really two different issues. You've got the issue where they're always listening and then the issue of, well, what are they listening to or what are they guiding? Are they influencing what your children are saying? You know, uh, little girl, tell me, what is your mother's maiden name? Uh, Sure, you can tell me a secret. Tell me your date of birth. What is your birthday? I'd like to celebrate your birthday. Those kinds of questions are troubling so much so that Germany has banned the Kayla dolls. Uh, What, from a research standpoint, What's on your radar, Mr. Maynard? Well, the, there's two things we need to make sure is clear here. There's the initial problem with the device always listening, uh, transco- uh, 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 taking anything somebody says, turning into data, and storing it off-site uh, in some cloud provider, right? That's the first problem. But that problem happens in a lot of devices, like the Amazon Echo, Siri on your iPhone does that. Furbies, the Barbie dolls. There's a lot of toys that do this. So you're telling me that when I asked Siri where to hide the bodies, she saved that? It's someone can know. It could be a a law enforcement could find out where Siri told me to hide the bodies? Yes. Well, so in order to understand this, you kind of have to understand how voice detection works. an analysis works. So, you know, there's a, a lot of different people in the world, a little over 7 billion. Everybody talks a little different. It's hard to write a single program to do it all. So uh, a lot of these companies, they have to collect samples of data. And the more samples they collect, uh, the better the voice recognition will get, right? This is how they, they handle people with speech impediments or uh, different dialects or uh, uh so how do you translate then Southern? I mean, it, it sounds like that would be a tall task between Southern versus some of the other I don't accents. Feel like, I don't feel like Southern needs any translation. I think it's the other accents that really do. So so that seems like a tall task and it, in need of a lot of data analytics and in this case, the leading question. Do you want to know from an analysis standpoint how this word sounds in this location versus how the same word might sound in another location? Is that what they're trying to pinpoint and solve the problem of? Right, and that's one of the reasons they have to collect all the audio samples. But there's a there's a negative consequence to this so they're collecting the audio samples they're doing analysis uh, but in order to to make the efficacy or how accurate it is uh, uh, at a high percentage rate they got they pretty much have to keep the recordings because for a long time things like 
uh, voice recognition on your phones, that would actually get uh, sent to somebody for manual analysis or verification that you know the the what the computer thinks you said is actually what you're saying um, in the clip, and that's just something that the human brain can right now do a lot easier than people. But if you collect enough data, you can train a program to do it pretty well as uh, as well. Well, as many of us have learned both from our Bluetooth uh, in our cars trying to call mom doesn't always end up call mom and then particularly asking for directions find this address no i don't want you know no ways i don't want to go uh i didn't say this location i said this or no i did not mean to call you know my my mom i meant to call ron and those frustrations i mean to the point where i can't even use it i have to turn it off because it's either that or I'm going to throw my phone out the window. Right. So there was a, there was a famous case that's been in the news a lot lately where uh, police are seeking records from an Amazon Echo uh, to aid in a murder investigation because they think it may have recorded something interesting. And this caused a big kerfuffle because Amazon says, hey, we only do blo- you know this. But then some uh, additional information came out and it found out, you know, uh, it, it showed that there may be additional recordings. Uh, and they're keeping information longer than people thought. Well, and shameless plug for those who listen to the podcasts and other recordings of the Buzz Off show. You'll recall we had uh, attorney Catherine Bernard on to talk about this very issue. What happens and uh, what can law enforcement do? Is there what hoops should they have to jump through to obtain this information? And did you have an expectation of privacy? So what we bring this issue, these law enforcement getting, so what you're saying is law enforcement may also start requesting access to my Furby, my teddy bear in my child's room. Well, they, they pretty much already have with the, the uh, Amazon case uh, with the Echo. And they're, you know, Amazon's spending a lot of money to, to fight this case because it's really hard to provide the type of service they want to offer without being able to collect all this information and analyze it. But, you know, as we've talked about, that's a, that's a, uh, 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 a sort of cuts both ways. Well, now, what, what is to be done? And what are some of the issues with, you kind of alluded to this, are there different approaches that are being taken by these manufacturers or really are we talking about the same? And we saw this with uh, drone technology and the what's running, uh, the software running, or in this case the firmware that's operating some of the drones is the same firmware that's being used in autonomous vehicles. Because why reinvent the wheel? If you've got a known platform or system that works and using it in multiple places, is that one of the issues that we're seeing with some of these toys? Right. Well, it is uh, simpler. Like if you're Hasbro, uh, for instance, like you said, instead of having to reinvent the wheel, you can just buy a chip from a a third-party provider like Texas Instruments to do most of this work for you. And then it's just up to the individual developer to figure out 
what features they want to implement, how you know where it gets stored, and then there's a back end issue of how long it gets stored, uh, things like that that really get left up to the individual companies. But these companies are not security companies, and they're also not really thinking you know about the long term effects of things like warrants being issued for audio recordings or your device may have had. And this is an interesting thing. When, when I bring this up initially, and people, uh, it's hard for them to grasp. I always come back to the CSI, uh, NCIS style TV show where, you know, a lot of cases now uh, hinge on the fact that an ATM camera may have caught a picture of something inadvertently in the background, right? Uh, this is This is looking at it the same way, but with audio instead of video. And one of the issues that Germany cited in telling people destroy the Kayla uh, dolls were that they're not being looked at. So you've got the data storage. You've got the, okay, law enforcement wants to then access this information. But if you're keeping repositories of vast amounts of data synced up and linked to particular devices so you know where that data came from, then I, as a nefarious actor or just a curious uh, researcher, I may want to access that, that these systems are not being built to prevent or protect against some of these devices or some of these uses. Right. So that brings us to the second part of what you initially talked about. You talked about how the the recording uh, is somewhat untrustworthy. But then there's a second portion where uh, somebody can record a message on their smartphone or you know computer, upload it to the cloud, and then the device will download it later. Now, the, the way that this information gets uh, stored, uh, it's, it's not in a, you know, and it varies uh, company to company, but it, it can be retrieved in, in some cases by third parties. It's not being encrypted or stored in an otherwise uh, secure method, which means that if you leave a message for your child like, hey, the alarm, don't forget the alarm code is pound one, two, three, four, star, right? There's a good chance that somebody might be able to intercept that message. Well, not even intercept it. I'm thinking in the context of the Kayla dolls, uh, they can, you saw this with the baby monitors, where suddenly folks thought it was funny to have the baby monitor start talking back to the parents or, you know, coming in at the device level to where suddenly Kayla dolls or other Furbies are, tell me your birth date. What is your mother's maiden name? I want to be your friend. That those sort of issues arise. Right. Well, this is where we kind of differ. Right, I I understand that that looks nefarious, and I I from you know, an optics point of view would recommend those companies kind of change the wording on that. But the way the 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 speech recognition uh, algorithms for a lot of these different devices work is they try to get you to answer in much the same way um, that everybody else would. For instance, if they say "Hello, what is your name?" Your natural inclination would be, "My name is." Elizabeth, right? So 
They can then do the analysis for the my name is part and then look for what's different between uh, uh, different people speaking, which would be your name, which would be Elizabeth. So a lot of these questions are designed to elicit a specific type of response. And while it looks nefarious, I'm not sure, you know, it's, it's a little too early right now to, to claim maliciousness for, uh, for it. Well, and some of the maliciousness is not on the companies themselves, but when they failed to build in those security protocols that a nearby hacker in their black hoodie couldn't why, insert. Why, why do you have to wear hoodies? Exactly. They have to. I've been told. I have it on good authority. That's what they wear. But we will pick this up right after our next commercial break. Buzz off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare. Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Find us each Wednesday from 2 to 3, as well as podcasts available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Look for Lawyer Liz. And today we're talking with David Maynor, a security researcher on... What happens when your toys talk back? Some of the dangers of IoT connected toys. And before the break, we were setting up a scenario in which the uh, hacker in the black uh, hoodie is sitting outside or some uh, sitting in their mother's basement, not their father's basement, only their mother's, but sitting in the basement and intercepting they have broken into your child's toy and suddenly the toy springs to life and starts asking your child what is your mother's maiden name what is your address where do you live do you like to buy things what do you like to buy all kinds of nefarious questions that were not what the manufacturer intended but Really, were they? Because the manufacturers are not putting in these security protocols, are they, David? 
They're not. And it is, is good at this point to point out that while these attacks are largely theoretical, there's not, uh, there's not something that has been observed in the wild using this. Now, that doesn't mean it's not happening. That just means that, you know, as a security researcher, I'm not currently aware of it. In other words, you're not doing it that you're admitting on the show, but you hear this with the baby monitors. I mean, it's, and that was one of the problems that sent parents into a panic where they said, oh, we need to pay attention. It's the webcams that you put the webcam in the crib. And while a wonderful, wonderful way to give parents a little peace of mind of whether, you know, Junior is crying, awake, or just shuffling around in his sleep. But what are some of the issues? I mean, it in this case, it got Kayla banned from Germany. Destroy, burn the doll, ban the doll. Uh, and with the bears, it's without putting these kinds of safeguards, how hard would it be? for these device manufacturers and these toy manufacturers to jump into the security game. Right. Well, they they really shouldn't jump into the security game. What they should do is whoever they're buying the technology from to integrate, they should make sure that the technology at least has these basic safeguards. So, you know, kind of like a UL, uh, UL does testing for electric devices – uh, to verify that you know they they comply to a certain uh, standard uh, for sales, uh, there's nothing really like that for cybersecurity currently, but there should be. Well, and they're working on that. They released uh, it was in the n- news recently that UL is and there are uh, through different testing agencies creating some minimum testing standards that uh, Mudge, a security researcher and infamous uh, for his efforts both to break as well as to protect and raise these issues, has been helping craft and serving as a a senior advisor consultant. And I apologize to Mudge for forgetting his official role within the, the groups, but there is a shift towards that. The news was recently announced where they started uh, outlining some of these basic uh, standards for security. But how long, I mean, toy manufacturers are not always the quickest to jump on the technology, at least safety bandwagon. And that's not to say as well with garage sales, stuff like that, all you know is, hey, I just went on eBay, found uh, the latest gadget that my child's been looking for, and how do I know that it's going to meet these safety standards? And what, as a parent or a home, you know, these devices are coming into your home, what should you look for? Well, Let's, you, you asked a whole lot of stuff, so let's let's start from the beginning. One of the things you, you've talked about Germany a lot, and one of the uh, things that I think should also be noted is that Germany and the European Union in general have different privacy laws than the United States. So while Germany said we should destroy, you know, you should destroy these dolls, that is not the consensus everywhere. 
they're they're just a little more zealot like when it comes to security than other places. But should other places be as stringent when we're talking about unfettered access to children who don't always have the analytical ability to say, hmm, maybe I shouldn't tell the toy this? Well, that's an interesting thing, considering that a lot of adults I know don't have that analytical capability. There was a a meme that went around uh, several years ago where it was a, a credit card theft checker where you could put in your credit card your the 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 date and the cvv2 number you know the three digit number on the back to see if your number if your credit card had been stolen on the internet and you know that actually worked for a lot of people so in security there's this concept called social engineering where it's something that bypasses security mechanisms but isn't necessarily a technical problem this is highlighted in, in movies like Fletch. You remember Fletch with Chevy Chase from the 80s? right? He did a lot of talking where he was able to gain access to a lot of areas, not because he was able to break anything or you know pick a lock or something like that. It was just because he was able to talk his way uh, past whoever was there. And this concept is uh, what hackers would use to basically use uh, these devices as attacks. They would – it's not so much the technical limitations – they would be going after the fact that people just don't know better. Well, people don't know better, but when you've turned toys into surveillance devices, of course, steering very clear and very away from the question of have we entered the surveillance state. But back in 2015, we saw this with Mattel's Hello Barbie, that there were problems where anybody could, I mean, suddenly everybody's James Bond, uh, Fletch, and any number of uh, detectives and spies because anything with a Bluetooth headset or, you know, becomes that surveillance device. What can I do uh, in my home? Is it a matter of... Let me address something you just said that's actually kind of funny and it's really uh, great for this discussion. You just compared James Bond and Fletch, right, in the... In the same sentence, right? James Bond is famous because he has the Q branch or the quartermaster. The guys in the back room, you know, is always milling around building tons of stuff, right? Like James Bond didn't build his gadgets. He, he got them from somebody else. Whereas you take a look at Fletch, and if you haven't seen a movie for anyone listening, I, I highly recommend it because it's just funny. Fletch didn't need the army of people to help him in the background. He was just able to easily slip by whatever obstacles in front of him. And this is a... a, Through social engineering. Through social engineering. And this is a a great analog for how people think that hackers would work. There's there's hundreds of people milling around in the background. But in reality, it could just be one person with, you know, uh, malicious intent. And while I appreciate and thank everyone who listens to the Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz show, I am judging you. For if you have not seen Fletch, that is a must. If you haven't seen it, then that in itself is a bust that should be and could be very easily corrected. So I think we need to keep a running list of movies that are musts. And but looking back so, at wait, wait. so just just so we're aware, Fletch is a must, right? 
if you haven't seen it, there's a uh, nineteen an early nineteen nineties movie called Sneakers with Dan Aykroyd, uh, Sidney Portier, the the late River Phoenix. Uh, that was basically about a team of people that would break into uh, companies to test their security. They called it at the time red teaming or tiger teaming. That's actually what I specialize in now. Uh, I, I get paid to break into places to see how easy it is to break in, right? That's another movie you have to see that kind of really highlights that it's not always the technology that fails. You can actually just make somebody make a bad choice. Well, and even in sneakers, one of the things they use as part of the social engineering was they had voice-controlled security systems that were very easily bypassed once you had the honeypot where, you know, the gorgeous woman at the bar getting the gentleman to say things. But it sounds like between Mattel and the Kayla and the teddy bears, you're, you're putting the honeypots out of business because they're not needed. We don't need right. to do that. We just need to get your child's toys. In, in this case, you're referring to honeypots being attractive uh, individuals who would chat you up at a bar and extract information from you, which is different than honeypots in the technical sense where you have like a, a machine set up uh, that entices someone to attack it so you can analyze it, right? I, I just want to make sure that's... In both cases, correct. And in both cases, you have an enticement to test or disclose information. But in this case, we're using, or I'm using honeypot to describe the honey sitting at the bar drinking from the pot. Uh, But but going back to this central theme. Wait, so actually it's it's really interesting that you mentioned this because uh, that we're talking about the movies now, because I'm thinking about it now. In a lot of spy movies, the voice authentication gets used, right? You have to say your name or say a, a certain phrase. And the spy always handily beats it with a recording, right? In, in the case of sneakers, it, the, the phrase that they had to get was, hello, my name is Warner Brandis. My voice is my passport. Verify me, right? And there was a whole scene you're talking about with the woman at the bar who spent uh, an entire night getting him to say various words so they could then splice it together in the recording to be able to beat this. And at the end, they were almost stymied by, uh, it was really hard to work passport into a conversation, right? Well, in this case, all Barbie or Kayla or the teddy bear would have to say is, you know, do you like to travel? If so, has your mommy and daddy gotten you a passport yet? What does it look like? Tell me about it. I mean, it, it kind of takes some of the fun out of it when the doll or the bear gets to ask the questions but does that would that change or should we expect to see that in a movie well yes we should um and the interesting thing you know uh that people are finding out is there's a lot of movies that would get you know years ago critically panned by uh the technical community of security researchers and whatnot because it wasn't very accurate but but it was at the time for instance the movie hackers in 1996 uh they had voice authentication for much like this but it got panned generally by people because it they were like ah there's there were you know because the 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 director had to make hacking interesting you would have to interact with things in a 3d environment so it would get that typical 90s 
having to fly through the computer. Well, and if you're having to fly, we're going to have to talk about that after our next commercial break. You're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back. You've been listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Find us each Wednesday from 2 to 3 Eastern on America's Webradio.com or find the podcast versions on America's Webradio.com, iTunes, Lawyer Liz Show, and your other favorite podcast outlets. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, chatting today with David Maynard, a threat intelligence security researcher and movie buff. And right before the break, we were going into a discussion really on movies that hold true in the context of voice recognition devices that really everything now is a voice recognition device in some sense. Either it's trying to recognize your voice and determine what your voice is doing or what you would like, what commands you would like to see executed, as well as interacting in educational toys for children. And the implications of that is where where to go when these devices aren't secure and suddenly that's one less uh not necessarily biometric uh security tool but one less security tool that is flawed and will rat you out and david we before the break you had mentioned on sneakers how difficult it was to get certain words uh today not not as difficult is it Right. Well, actually, so going into the show, I thought I thought your points were kind of crazy until we started talking about sneakers and the the effort to get uh, the word passport to replicate the uh, the authentication phrase. And you know what? You're right. It would be a lot easier to to beat things if uh, if you could you know prompt 
for you know what kind of a kind of response you want. But there's not a lot of things right now that really are being protected uh, with, with, the infor- uh, with, with the voice technology itself. But the information that, that the child could give up uh, is really dangerous. Well, especially when you're talking about vulnerable either individuals because of age, but also vulnerable situations where you may not realize you think you're just watching TV or having a conversation in your kitchen, uh, perhaps discussing the bills, perhaps discussing upcoming travel plans, or just anything you may not want. Other, You have that expectation of privacy, but then to find out that for the sake of convenience, you've given it up because, and we've talked on the show, previous shows about how your IoT connected, your coffee maker is going to rat you out in multiple ways. But to think that it's not only the coffee maker, but the TV is collecting a little more than you thought. Your Amazon Echo is constantly listening, but now the children's toys that you thought were bringing a moment of peace and quiet because they're playing off in the playroom, those are ratting you out as well. And without that element of security. So from a researcher standpoint, how have you started incorporating this into some of your, because you mentioned before you're, you're red teamer. Uh, you get paid to break into things. Is that one of the areas that, are on your radar when conducting testing. Yes. Well, so I've, uh, I've made my, my, uh, my bones in this industry by, by trying to look at, at things in a unique way, right? So, you know, it's 2017. Back in 2004, I was preaching a message uh, when I would do public speeches and whatnot that, hey, you, you don't have a computer. Your laptop isn't a computer. What your laptop is is a series of smaller computers that all work together to accomplish a goal, right? That's what these toys really are now. You don't really have a toy with a, uh, a single purpose. You have a bunch of smaller computers that are all basically cl- uh, collaborating to achieve an effect. The problem here is when, third par- like when a company will just buy parts from third parties and try to make them uh, glue together or just work without uh, really understanding the implications of the interactions of the different parts, right? So you have the microphone uh, in one of these dolls that can record audio. You have the uh, the speakers that can uh, play audio. Then you also have the weak Bluetooth and, or Wi-Fi connections that will allow it to connect to your smartphone or your home network, right? So a lot of these problems by themselves don't seem like that big a deal. But when you start laying them all together, you come up with something that, you know, uh, people call a kill chain now. And if you've ever been in the military, you're familiar with the term. A kill chain is basically just a series of events that will lead to a desired outcome. Well, what as a homeowner should I do, could I do? And we've talked before about, well, don't buy or don't bring the Amazon Echo into your house unless you're prepared for it to be recording and connect, that you set up a separate network for, you know, you have a separate uh, Wi-Fi access point for your IoT devices, for your coffee pot. You don't connect your printer to the same network that you're using for your laptop or the coffee pot because 
they have different vulnerabilities. But what can I do? Do I set up a separate network for my children's toys? Do I just not connect them to the, do I just disable the Wi-Fi, you know, the voice act? Do I just not buy the toys for my children? What are some things I can do as a homeowner to protect my information or at least to the extent possible control where it's going and how it's used. Well, so here's the problem. These these aren't these aren't devices uh you know like uh, PCs uh were in the 80s and 90s and even last decade where they're really designed for you to open up and tinker with. These are are closed and, and sealed systems. In a lot of uh cases, they have anti-tampering uh, mechanisms or uh, anti-tampering uh, devices, well, not devices, uh, procedures built in, like, for instance, covering uh, the, uh, the chips and whatnot with an epoxy, so you can't even really tell what, what type of components you're using. So the, these things, and this actually is an interesting topic uh, because this comes up uh, in a, in a uh, case or a, a movement called the right to repair, where people are like, you know, my car, my washing machine, my TV, my phone now, they're all so complicated that I, as an individual, can't uh, work. I can be barred from working on them at home by manufacturers who are putting uh, code or uh, certain types of encryption things to keep somebody from being able to do exactly what you're talking about and even understand this, uh, understand how you know what parts are, are in these toys. right? So a lot of, ki- uh, a lot of people might not even realize that uh, when when you buy it because your kid asked for it and you didn't read the box, you might not even know there's a microphone in it, right? You might see that it talks, but you remember there was Teddy Ruxpin when we were kids, right? It would do the same thing, and Teddy Ruxpin didn't end the world that people were aware of. Are we sure? Are we sure that Teddy Ruxpin was not the beginning of the end for children's privacy, that the Stuxnet actually went back and the overthrow of civilization began with Teddy Ruxpin. Are you, are, are we positive? Has anyone tested this theory? Well, now that you mention it, no, but Teddy Ruxpin, uh, really only played audio from a cassette and didn't really record anything, but it did start, you know, the, it's the first way I can really think of. It was like the interactive, it would blink. It could tell you stories, that kind of, of thing, uh, it was really the first toy, which is now, you know, what we're seeing with your, the Kayla dolls and the Barbies and the Furbies and things like that is is the the next logical evolution. You can't really blame a lot of companies for going down a path where they just evolve technology that consumers want. The problem is is that the consumers really aren't aware of what this means, and there just isn't a, a current framework I'm aware of to make them aware. Of. So education is part of the the preparations for the impending Skynet uh, takeover and understanding what you're bringing into your home, that you understand these are the the components. But when the devices and you're downloading the mobile app that will allow you to do the teddy bear uh, voice connection for your child, are there things you can do to secure that communication, or no? That's that's completely on the manufacturers. No, no, that's that's that goes back to like I said, the right to repair and the the, the fact that these devices are closed systems and they're really 
designed to dissuade tinkering. They don't really, in order to reduce, you know, people calling Amazon or Hasbro and saying, hey, my toy doesn't work. And they're like, well, you know, you just need to change the setting. In order to reduce these types of support calls, they really want to make it the one-size-fits-all, no configuration options really available uh, to the end user. And because of that, there's really not much you can do. I'm amazed that I, when the Amazon Echo story came out uh, in December, I talked to a lot of people I know. I've, I've worked with for years in security, very paranoid people. Um, that's one thing, you know, security researchers, we're, we're all really paranoid. Uh, but the number of people that, that had Amazon Echoes and actually used them all the time uh, shocked me. And there are people that I was like, there's, there's no way in the world you would allow a microphone in your house that's constantly uh, on. I mean, you, you actually once, you know, in one of these cases, you know, a, a person made a switch tables because they, they thought that, you know, I was having dinner with one of these people. They made a switch tables because a light was flickering, and that could mean that there was a listening device in the, the light bulb. That they had problems with. But now buying these things that make, uh, you know, ordering stuff or asking questions like how many, you know, footsteps is it to Mars or whatever, you know, these kind of things you see in the ads, uh, because, you know, you give them, uh, you give uh, the consumers a little bit of convenience, they really don't seem to care much about the, the security. So convenience over privacy is really what we're getting down to. And so other than, and other than everything is awful, it really sounds like you just don't bring these devices. You control your environment as best you can is sort of the take-home message. So security, uh, uh, security versus convenience has been the long-standing problem with uh, computers in general when it comes to hackers. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that people wanted to be able to connect directly to the Internet and send an email with, you know, their PowerPoint presentation in it, and it would just work on the other side that somebody could just click it and it will open. If it wasn't for these things, there wouldn't be many of the security problems we have now. However, people really want the convenience factor. These, these things make their lives easier. So we've become soft and lazy, and soft. to some degree that, that, that's okay, but at the same time, just understand what we're giving up and Really, the disclosure seems to be the take-home message. Pay attention to what you're bringing into your house and understand the risks. Well, David, thank you for joining us today on Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. And thank you to America's Web Radio for hosting the show and giving me the platform. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz. Follow me on Twitter, at Lawyer Liz. And send ideas, communicate, because we are always looking to discuss the latest buzz. Catch you next time on Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.